Hey guys, welcome back to Behind the Screen on 889 The Bridge. I'm Quinn Hava. I'm Matthew Pingallo. And I'm Andrew Housen. And on this, um, day, yeah, day. Segment. Segment. We're going to be talking about crime shows. My personal favorite. Quinn, do you like crime shows? I do like crime shows. Matthew? I love crime shows. I, I don't know if they're my favorite. <laughs> I just, th- yeah. I think that they're, they're, they're just not unique enough to be a favorite. And that's the whole thing that we'll be talking about today. So the reason I love crime shows so much is that they're unique, but they're also so bland. So you Which like that they're like, no, 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 well, listen, so <laughs> they, they seem like they'd be so bland, but when I watch them, I'm always surprised. So for example, NCIS, it's 15 seasons long and by season five, by five, five, oh my God, by the fifth season with 23 episodes, that's over a hundred episodes. So it's kind of like, what more can you do? And yet somehow the writers and the characters keep it interesting, so now they're on season 15. And I, I just find that mind-blowing that a show that has the premise of they're, um, they're a government agency to catch bad guys could go on for hundreds of episodes. And I don't really know why. Yeah, I think that uh, one of the reasons why I never watched NCIS was pretty much because... It, it pretty much seemed very, very standard. Like, it was just basic police show. Yeah. And there, like, I don't really want to watch a police show because, you know, it's, it's, there's so many of them. It's, it's yeah. a pretty overexploited format. There's so many cop shows mm-hmm. and they kind of seem all the same, especially inside NCIS. When, from what I, I haven't actually watched the show, but from what I can tell, there's nothing really setting it apart from, Dozens of other cop shows that have been made over the years, mm-hmm. and, and so, a lot of cop shows they're unrealistic. Like, nobody has that much experience with these kind of things for cops. What do you mean? What? Like cops don't ha- get this much experience, um, as you see in the show. Like they don't deal with this many. Oh, you're right. And- you're right. Yeah, it's not in the show, um, and that's one of the things that I think keeps it interesting. The um, you know characters get shot at almost every day and like jump off of buildings and stuff. Your average cop, I don't know what the percent is, but it's like 80% of cops never have to actually use their service weapons, which is... probably not. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, and then when you think about these guys who, you know, shoot bad guys every, you know, every episode, it's just... When I started to watch the show, it was on Netflix, and I just thought, you know, it's the beginning of summer, I need something to watch, and they had 10 seasons at that time, and even though it seemed so bland still, I just kept watching it and kept watching it. I think it kind of hooked me the first couple of seasons. I got so involved where I just couldn't stop. Maybe yeah. that's a me thing, but yeah. I just started to watch. I got well, so invested. Well, that's what TV shows aim to do. Yeah, yeah. And I just can't stop watching it because it's like my favorite character, Gibbs. I need to see what happens with him. <laughs> like, he's gone through so many things. He's gone through, like, four um, wives I think he has. He's like marrying a fifth one. I mean, I don't know, and I just, I just couldn't stop. So you're, you're, you're very invested in the characters and their lives. I am. All right. Well, that's, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that, like, I don't like watching, you know, like basic cop shows. Like, I don't know which cop show it was that kind of set the bar for what cop shows are, <laughs> but, um, I like cop shows. They aren't really cop shows because cop is only half of it but 
I, I basically like uh, cop shows with a twist because since the format of a cop show has been used and used so many times with very minimal change, when a cop show comes around with like like a twist in it, it's I find that it takes the best of both worlds because the cop show format's already very good. And it adds something different, so it keeps it interesting. So, two questions. Then, what's your basic, what's your basic cop show, and then what's a show that has a twist to it? I'd say NCIS is a is a is a, like a modern basic cop show because it is just a. It's all the characters work in the same government-run agency. Okay. And they have pretty much all the resources that they need. They don't need to like work to get any resources. Okay. And they have all the like expertise that they need. Yeah. So they already have everything they need. The only thing that ever changes is like who like the bad guy that they're trying to stop. Okay. And then yeah. occasionally like a character personal endeavor or something. But I don't know if many of you know the show Psych, which I've talked about a lot uh, mm-hmm. off air. Um, but it's a cop show, except instead of all the characters being cops, the main character is a uh, fake psychic detective named Sean Spencer, who is a <laughs> consultant for the police, and he uses his fake psychic skills to... Basically, he's just very observant. He uses that to solve crime. And it, the reason why I like that is because he is someone with absolutely no police experience. He's not at all qualified to be a police officer, but yeah. he uses his skills to help people. It's kind of like Sherlock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like Sherlock Holmes. He's not an actual police officer, but he he uses his police-like skills to help mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Would, um... Is Psych every episode about police matters? I mean, does like, would, would you qualify yes. that as a police show? Yes, I would classify it as a police show. Okay. Because every episode, yeah, it, it is... There, there is some kind of scenario in which the main character has to solve a problem, whether it be, like, a bad guy or yeah. some kind of personal problem. But there's always a bad guy. Is that a newer mm-hmm. show? Uh, it's It was, like, a like started in 2006 and ended in, like, 2013 oh. or something. Yeah. So I, I think just overall people have kind of seen... I mean, I think there's just so much you could do about a cop show where and so many people like it. For the facts that you could have a cop show for NCIS, it's about um, people in the Navy who've died, or Psych, which is about kind of a police officer, or about uh, someone who's not a police officer but helps a police officer. Um, Why Five O is, um, I guess, just about average cops. Mm-hmm. But um, I think there's just so much you could change about the basic cop show. Like, you could change the setting, you could change how the characters act, or about who they're investigating, or what they decide to do, that makes every cop show all the same, but yet they're all so different. Yeah. Alright, well, we can talk about this more in the next segment of Behind the Screen. Welcome back to uh, Behind the Screen on 889 The Bridge. I'm Quinn Hava. I'm Matthew Pingallo. And I'm Andrew. And we were just talking about um, cop shows, and sort of how all their formats are very similar and how cop shows can actually, you know, like, with good writing and producing, can actually become very engaging unique. and, yeah, and mm-hmm. unique, mm-hmm. even though the premise of them is pretty much all the exact same. 
And um, I was just saying how I prefer cop shows where um, there's, like, a twist. So, like, all the characters, like, one of my personal favorite shows is the show called Psych, in which it's a regular police show, except the main character is a, like, psychic police consultant, but he's not actually psychic. He, he just fakes it. Um, and that's how he solves crime. And... Actually, now that I think about it, all of the cop shows that I have watched over my life and, like, enjoyed have been very similar to that. They've been not, like, not just inside the, like, police agency, but they have, like, the main character has been some kind of consultant who isn't an actual cop or detective, but who uses their, like, unique skills to help the police. Yeah, and I, I think... That's just why the the police the police genre almost I don't know if it's technically a genre probably a genre yeah it, how it can just keep going is um, you just keep changing things and it, it'll never I don't think at least in the future it won't die if one thing gets old they'll try a new thing you know and it's the whole basic concept they, is kind of just good guys and bad guys yeah they kind of did that with nine one one. I, they they started off. They have it was like a it's a cop show, but then now they have um, mm. a fire department like version of it. And don't they sometimes do crossover episodes where they kind of help? They? Well, I, I that's what my grandma watches it, and oh. she says they now have nine one one police, nine one one ambulance, and nine one one firefighters, <laughs> and they kind of cross over. Which again, it's just another way of making it more unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, like I think that. Like, all of the police shows that I've seen coming out on network television in the last couple years have been very, very standard. And as far, like, I don't have network television, so I don't watch these shows, but from what I hear from people who have watched them, um, it, there's there, there's nothing really setting them apart from these dozens of other shows of the, of the same genre, except, like, the only thing separating any cop show from all the other cop shows is essentially setting and characters. But yeah. I think that, like, the writers of these shows and the producers do such a... Like, they have to do an amazing job mm-hmm. at making that setting and, like, and those characters, like, unique enough to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, I can like, you know, this show, but not that show, even though they're practically carbon copies of each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's just, like, amazing writing and TV making. Yeah. And there's almost nothing that does it quite as well as that. And I also think if there's a lot of seasons, um, I said in the last segment that I can get hooked. And I know um, when I start a new show, and if the first couple of seasons are really good, and then during the middle it might not be that good, I'll still be hooked. Because these writers... Part of their thing is to write this so convincible character that maybe I would think Gibbs is out there, and he's in Richland, Virginia, solving crimes. You know, from NCIS. Yeah, from NCIS. Um, there's this other show called um, Blue Bloods, where um, it's about New York police and this family, the Reagan family. The, his dad is the commissioner of all the police. One of his sons is a detective. One of his sons is just a street cop. And then one of his daughters is um, ADA, 
um, a lawyer, and it it just seems so down to earth. Like what they do, there's nothing special that they do. Where I could think in New York, the commissioner could be Reagan. That's his last name, Frank Reagan. And I could think that they could all exist. And that's Mm -hmm. why maybe I like it so much is that with one character gets hurt or dies, I feel sad. Because maybe I think somewhere someone someone so you just these are like based off true stories. Or? No, 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 no. It's just their characters seem so real. I know some people can just look right past it, hmm. but some characters seem so real, and some uh, stories or some episodes seem so real. I could almost believe it. Yeah. So you're just talking about good acting. Yeah. But <laughs> same with writing. Same with writing, producing, keeping it interesting. It's just. A whole mix that has to go well. Yeah, I think what you're talking about is uh, more of the actor's job because you're kind of describing how well the actors do at actually playing their character as well that you become invested in their lives mm-hmm. and actually, you know, f- feel emotion yeah. went out, like, along with them. Yeah. That, that, I think, I, I feel like that is it, but also just kind of overall, just a little bit of everything. There's good writing. There's good um, bad guys that would, if they do something really mean and bad, I feel empathy. If they like hurt, um, you know, one of their friends or kidnap someone, it's just it's all of these things that have to go right. And when they do, I just get too invested, where I just can never stop watching until the show ends. Yeah. Wait. So, what are all your guys's like favorite police shows? Police shows, um, probably Criminal Minds or Sherlock. Why? Well, um, like you said, Sherlock or Sherlock's kind of like Psych uh, in a way. They're both unique, and you know they're not legitimate. Um, they're not legitimate detectives, but they help out and they, they use, use their, their skills. skills. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then um, Criminal Minds, I just like it um, just because. Sort of like what Andrew said uh, earlier about how all a lot of the episodes are similar, but they're also unique, and you just don't understand how they can do that with like fifteen different with fifteen seasons, twenty five episodes per season. It's mm-hmm. kind of amazing. What about you, Andrew? What's your favorite police show? Um, I have a lot. I'm just gonna list them off, and people will know why I like him because that's why I've just been describing for the past couple of minutes. But NCIS, Blue Bloods, Hawaii Five O, um, The Blacklist, and yeah, those are probably my main four. So are all of those shows like are are they what like what I would consider a standard police show? <laughs> no. um, you've seen Hawaii Five O, yeah? Do you count that as standard yeah. cop show? Yeah, I do. You think so? So yeah, the, the only difference between it is it's just in Hawaii. So I if would, they were in like Kansas City. It would be the same show. I would count three yeah. out of four. The only one that's not would be Blacklist. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Because remind me what that guy is. Like, so Blacklist is about this guy named um, Raymond Rennington, and he's a multi-billionaire who runs a drug cartel. And huh. his, I don't want to spoil it, but spoil his, it his, his daughter joins the FBI and they have a special task force to try to catch him, but then they work with him, and it's just 
maybe he's his daughter. Maybe, I mean, sorry, maybe he has a daughter. Maybe that's not his daughter. Um, Elizabeth, who's the FBI agent who, you know, runs the task force. It's just all of these. It's so unique because this evil, evil villain is working for the FBI, but maybe he's working. Maybe he's not actually a good guy. Maybe he's a bad guy. Maybe he's a good guy. Um, he does all this bad stuff, or maybe it's good. It's just all of this. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, it's it's very it's a basic cop show, but then you add a bad guy who basically um, who basically is that's the thing that you were talking about with sidekick. The bad guy just Psych. brings a whole new um, whole new element to it. Yeah. Okay. That's actually a very interesting topic that I would definitely. Hey guys, welcome back to Behind the Screen on Eight Eight Nine The Bridge. I'm Quinn Haba. I'm Matthew Pingallo, and I'm Andrew. Uh, and we were uh, just talking about police shows, and specifically, uh, Andrew was talking about the show, the the Blacklist, and how there's a very interesting connection between the characters' actions and kind of like the plot of the show. Because wait, and you remind me, or remind our viewers, not our viewers, our listeners, uh, like what the character contrast between the main character of the Blacklist is. So the main character is Elizabeth, an, F- an FBI agent, and her suppose her dad, maybe, maybe not, her dad is a multi-billion dollar drug cartel leader who influences everything um, from um, political people to drugs to um, just everything. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the entire time you're... It's just a big mystery. Who he is, is he really saying who he is? He kind of starts to work with the FBI, but then it seems like after every episode, the FBI kind of gets this guy who may have been his competition, which ends up helping him. So he might have um, a different motive than the FBI, but yet he still works with them. So maybe he's using them, maybe he's not. So I really enjoy characters like this when they're kind of set up as... Like, what you would think would be a bad person just because of what, like, their past actions have done. This mm-hmm. guy happens to be a drug cartel leader. Pretty bad guy. Except it sounds like, from what you're saying, throughout the show, you, you kind of wonder, like, is this guy's moral character actually bad or is it good? Yeah. And I think that characters like that are just, like, astounding to me because, obviously, we all like characters who are good, but characters who are actually smart enough to be bad and good at the same time i just really like those characters yeah and so i definitely got to watch this show this show sounds interesting it, it really is um i just it, it yeah it just kind of blows my mind how um i'm still guessing there's seven seasons and after every season, season are you season, on I'm on seven. That's, and, oh, okay, you're on the yeah, last one yeah yeah and i think they might be making a couple more and it just i'm still guessing I still don't know. There's things from season one that aren't um, answered, and they're just answering it now. And I just think that's just just what makes just overall not only crime shows, but just everything so good. Yeah, and so I think that one of the reasons why that show sounds interesting to me, I don't like standard cop shows. I think that they're just too bland, and there's, like, nothing really setting them apart, for me at least. But, uh, like, this show, there's someone, like, running it from the inside, so, like, it's kind of got, like, the twist yeah. that I was talking about. It's like, for me, cop shows have got to have the twist, or else they're just not interesting enough 
you know, for me to watch. And that just has 120 twists. Yeah. I mean, it is one twist. Except, show. like, the main twist. Yeah. And so, eventually, I guess, I don't, you might not know yet, but do they, like, what happens to, like, the drug cartel dad? I'm not going to spoil it, but I still don't know. Okay. I mean, it. Over time, he loses some things. He gains some things. Um, he he does some things. He gets you know. It's just and that's what happens. There's seven seasons, so a lot of things can happen. How do they take a DNA test? Um, and that's part of the thing. <laughs> they could take a DNA test, but maybe since he's he has a billion dollars, he can um, go to the person who's running the lab thing and change it. With someone else's DNA. And I mean, that that's what makes it so good. Since he is such a big character, he can kind of change the story as if he was a writer without it being too unrealistic. Because hmm. this man is one of the richest people in the world. He has assets everywhere. Yeah. So if one day something changes, he it could control. almost be realistic. Yeah. You could almost just blame everything on him. Without it, so if the show's getting boring one season and they need to spice it up, they can without a lot of consequence because you just say, Oh, I did it because you know I have trillions and trillions of dollars. Yeah, so mm -hmm. so having him as a character is for that show very beneficial because oh, yeah. they can kind of cause like all sorts of mysteries and phenomenon and basically just pin it on this one character, but it's you know, like then. That the show you're kind of wondering, like, like you know, was it him? Yeah, and what another thing is is that he, the character, is um, so charming. Where also all the characters, oh, I love that charming characters. Is great. And yeah, no, he is though. He's just like he's funny. He's down to earth, but yet you kind of forget that he kills thousands and runs drugs yeah. and whenever I see him I'm like you know what he, he could be really nice <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, James hey, Spider James Spider oh yeah yeah, yeah. he yeah. was in the uh, the office for a bit mm -hmm. and he was Robert yeah. California and he just oh. for the billions or not billions for the people he kills he just seems like a nice guy right like he could just be your yeah, um, neighbor very mysterious character yeah and that's just what makes it so good yeah mm -hmm. and and like that's one of the things about Psych too, and uh, also, do you guys know the show The Mentalist? Mm-mm. Okay, no. well that show is about a, it's another show about like a consultant who works for the police. He is actually also a psychic, except he's not faking it. He faked it before, and now he's like, yeah, psychics like aren't a thing. I'm just <laughs> a guy with like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very smart and intelligent. And I can figure out anything I need to. So he fakes it until he makes it, but there's nothing that he can really ever make. Sort of. <laughs> except, like, one of the lores of that show that they employ is, like, right off the bat, we learn that the character had a very traumatic, like, experience in his past. His wife and daughter were killed by this guy named Red John, Ooh. who he was, at the time... Um, helping the police to investigate and to, and to like capture, and so pretty much the entire show is just leading up to them catching Red John. Oh, and so it's like throughout the show they get closer and closer, and they like you know they they capture certain people like working with with Red John, and I haven't finished the show yet, so I don't know like when or how they catch him, but. 
Yeah, I mean, that's just like a very intricate plot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, <laughs> uh, we'll be back in the next segment of Behind the Screen. Um, Howison. <laughs> Howison. Uh, and we, this is our last, man, last segment of Behind the Screen, and we were just talking about um, cop shows and pretty much kind of how they can be so similar because all of them are almost the same exact show, like same exact prompt, um, except they all they always seem so different based on like you know plot characters and 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 setting mm-hmm. except that's like really the only thing that they can do to set themselves apart from <laughs> every other one yeah. and so we spent quite a bit of time talking about certain shows uh like the blacklist and the mentalist and how they have really fabulous characters that um kind of control the entire like world of the show and then near the end of the show is kind of a big reveal where your all your questions about that character are answered. And I really like that kind of show format because I like characters who are mysterious, you like, and you also don't like at the same time. So I like time. the blacklist. Yeah, exactly. From what I've heard. Um, but so it's like, what can these shows do to like be different? Because... This sh- like the cop show format has been in use since, like, the like sixties, maybe fifties. Yeah. yeah, I didn't watch TV back in the fifties. <laughs> I wasn't even born. But like, all of these shows are like I know that, that this is kind of repetitive, but I really can't emphasize more that all these shows are the same show, pretty much. Yeah, like there's you have police, although and you have bad guys, and the police have to catch the bad guys, but. Sometimes there's shows where it's about like it's about cops, you know, like street cops, and and then there's shows about detectives, and then there's shows about FBI, and then there's yeah. shows about CIA, you know, FBI are detectives. What the, that the is FBI true, are detectives. But, but, but yeah, but they're more, yes, they are detectives, you're right. But I feel like FBI is a little more advanced than most regular detectives that work at a police station. Well, and Matthew has a point where. This is what we're saying um, this whole this whole day, um, this whole show. But that in yes, these are all cop shows, but you could do a hundred, a thousand different things. What kind of cops? Where? Yeah. Who? What makes it different? Is there a plot twist? Mm-hmm. Is it do who do they investigate? Why? Why do they investigate? Is there is the main character? Did he have a tragic um, upbringing? Like, did someone, did a cop um, hurt one of his parents or something? Then now he wants to be a cop to try to set a good example. Or is he trying to catch someone who, you know? Yeah, I mean, makers of these shows will truly never run out of content to make. Yeah. Because even though the format is heavily exploited and used very frequently, it is a successful format from both sides. It's commercially successful like definitely probably one of the most commercially successful tv show formats yeah like besides yeah. sitcoms those are probably especially the from you know big networks such as cbs uh nbc and NBC, stuff. yeah yeah um but like bottom line they they all like there's there's hardly anything kind of like just looking at them from like a standpoint from not actually watching the show they're like very similar yeah. Except once you watch the show, you're like, oh no, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Because just all the characters are different, the setting's different, and 
Like, that's just very good TV, Yeah, I think, is what we're trying to say yeah. here. I think you could also just bring it out with um, just movies. Movies, basic themes are good and bad. But how many movies have been made about good and bad? Hundreds. Yeah. And it's just... Most it's movies. A, yeah, yeah, almost every movie. There's at least one theme that's Millions. good and bad. And it's just like... You can have these simple themes, but it could be about, like, um, Star Wars, good guys, bad guys. It could be about... Um, there's just so many things that it's... Yes, you could have this one theme, but what you could have it do, there's endless possibilities. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I think that caps off our last segment quite nicely. So thank you for listening to Behind the Screen. We'll be back next week, Thursdays at 5 p.m. See you guys.